Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hello! Whoa! Wait! Scoot! Wait! There we go! (laughs) Hi! Uh, Welcome to Healing Journeys Today. The title of this is, Do You Want to Be Free? And originally it was, Where Does Freedom Come From? And I know that people who watch this want to be free. And, but how, how do we receive freedom? And I'm talking freedom from pain, sickness, and disease, freedom from labels that were spoken over you, freedom from fear, freedom from torment, freedom from brokenheartedness, freedom from aimlessness, freedom from uh, mental confusion. Uh, freedom from a spirit of rejection. I mean, there's a lot of places to get freedom from, a whole lot of places to get freedom from. And as I study it out in the word of God, well, first of all, I uh, made lunch for my family right before this. And I went over to Facebook to check something and up popped this quote from Zig Ziglar. And it said this, it says, you can't start the next chapter of your life if you keep rereading the last one. And that's to rehearse over, over in your heart the situation you're in, where you just came from, what that person said, what didn't happen, what did happen, what should have been, what could have been. You're looking backwards. And if you've ever watched a toddler walking backwards or looking backwards while they're walking, they walk into walls. They walk into stationary objects and get hurt. And that's the same thing that happens to us if we're walking forward or trying to move forward, but still looking behind us of what was in the past. And the only way I've found to do that (laughs) is to sit down with the Lord and discuss the past with him and feel heard and hear him about it and then set my eyes forward. And so in setting your eyes forward, what's going to bring you freedom is not just focusing on the future. That's not true. But it's this. Uh, John 8, 31 through 32 says, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. God's word does not just contain the truth. God's word is the truth. And if we abide in it, if we stay in it, if we take one scripture and think on it, meditate on it, if we let the Holy Spirit nudge us to just read one thing or remember one thing, or when the enemy tries to come and overwhelm us or focus us back on what has come been in the past, if we return back to what the word says about the hope and the future that Jesus has for you, if we allow it to repeatedly show us what is a reality, because the Greek translation for truth is reality. You will know the reality and the reality will set you free. And that is the good news. That is the good news. The true reality is found here in first Peter one, 23 through 25. It says, for you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. 
As the scriptures say, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the flowers fade. But the word of the Lord remains forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you. That word lasts forever. It it will never fade away. And our lives, it says here, the eternal living word of God, our life comes exactly from that. It is why we can have freedom. It is why we are bound with Jesus because he gave us his word. Listen to this. Every true reality you need to know is in the word of God. Every true reality of who you really are, of what the future looks like for you, of the fact that that cancer is not the reality. Jesus is the reality. That pain is not reality. Jesus is the reality that, um, man, there is a spirit of rejection. There are people watching this that you carry. You look to be rejected. You, you wait for it. You wait for the people to judge you, to pull back. You wait for the next shoe to fall in any relationship for them to push you away. And God is going to break that off as you choose to dive into his word. And learn of the reality that you were bought with a price, that you were chosen, that you are wanted, that you are loved, and that you actually called to gather those who have felt rejected and bring them into God's family through love and through kindness. As you get, instead of a spirit of rejection, you have a spirit of son and daughtership, of being owned by God, being his. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Hebrews 4.12 says this, And for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. As we read the word of God, it splits us open in a way. It, it opens it up and it reveals the things that need to be revealed. You know, some people are very... um preoccupied with getting to the root of why these things are happening to them or where was the open door or what have I just not done or what do I just not know or what do I need to do when God's just saying come eat of my word eat of the daily bread of my word and allow it to do surgery on you it will expose whatever it needs to it will bring the wisdom where there needs to be wisdom it will cut out and destroy the thought patterns that don't need to be there. It all comes from the word of God, not chasing after anything outside of it. The word of God is alive. It will lead you and guide you into all truth as you choose it and bring freedom. It's the truth. Um, I love how it says it in the notes in the Passion Translation. It says, uh, God speaks his word. Then we in agreement also speak his word. And it becomes a two-edged sword. God speaks it. We speak it very choppy choppy. Uh, Matthew 24, 35. I, I read this from the Passion Translation. It says, the earth and sky will wear out and fade away before one word I speak loses its power or fails to accomplish its purpose. The heavens and the earth as we know it will fade away before anything that God spoke will fall to the ground. It is alive and it is powerful. And our putting weight in the word of God, our reverencing it, honoring it, esteeming it in our life is what brings freedom.
Remember, Jesus said this. Um, Jesus is the word, by the way. The word actual is Jesus. It's not just a book. Like picture the Bible. Like You know those flip books where you would slowly draw a cartoon on every page, and as you flipped it, it looked like it was moving? Well, just picture as you go like this, you see a man walking. There is a man, fully God and fully man, in this book, and it is Jesus himself. He is the word. In John 1, 1, it says, in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Jesus is the word. And where we miss it as Christ followers, as Christians, is we hear the good news of the gospel that we could have eternal life, or we actually understand the full gospel that we can have fullness of life here and eternal life in relationship with the Father. We accept him as our Lord, and then we neglect to stay in the written word of God that he gave us as a tool to show us more of himself. And to bring us into the full maturity, the working out of our faith is actually just to grow in maturity. And that comes in the word of God. And it's a choice. And it's a choice. It's so important, though. And I know that in seasons where you're tired or seasons where you're overwhelmed or the enemy has gotten your attention so much that your brain is just not focusing, the last thing you want to do is sit down with the word of God. It sounds like work or works or a duty. Um, and the enemy will do anything he can to keep you from it. But if you choose to take one scripture, one part of a scripture, one chapter, one moment with him, God will meet you there. Draw close to me and I will draw close to you. It happens in his word with time with him. Being that Jesus is a living word, Jesus is the li living truth. Jesus is the true reality. Jesus said in John 17, 17, make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. That was Jesus's prayer over his people. God makes us holy by the word of God, by the truth. Holy isn't um, some big religious thing. We become more Christ-like. We step into what we were called to do. We shed off the things that are weighing us down, the pain, the drugs, the um, confused minds, the burdens of this life. They fall off of us as we're renewed in the word of God. Oh, where am I? Like I said earlier, God's word does not contain the truth. God's word is the truth. It is the truth. Um, I love how it says this. Jesus told them, I am the way, I am the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And as I was meditating on that, not only is it no one comes to the Father, no one gets into heaven except through Jesus, no one, being that Jesus is the word of God, no one comes to know and understand God himself and have deep relationship with him except to go through the word of God, which is Jesus, and know him. 
if you want to know God, if you want to have an intimate relationship, if you want to develop the muscles of understanding how you personally hear God for yourself, it comes with getting into the word of God. It comes with talking with the Holy Spirit about what you just read. It comes in letting it renew you. And there's no way around it. There's no shortcuts to maturity except to go to the word of God, Jesus, who will bring you to his father and you will know him. And it is a good thing. Um, I love how the Passion Trans Translation says, uh, let's go back to John 8, 32 that I read at the beginning. Um, For if you embrace the truth, it will release true freedom into your lives. Do you embrace the truth? Do you embrace who Jesus is? Do you embrace knowing about him and learning about him? Do you embrace when the Holy Spirit comes and says, hey, will you spend time with me? Have you turned that show off for a minute? Hey, will you stop and look at my creation for a minute? And let me talk to you through the, the world around you. Hey, will you turn on this certain teacher? I know they kind of rub you the wrong way and their mannerisms are kind of annoying, but I have a word for you. We embrace the truth as we respond to the Holy Spirit's promptings to us in the word of God, which is pretty awesome. Uh, I said this, where is it? Um, the thing that separates the Christians who receive and walk in freedom here on the earth and the followers who esteem the word of God, the ones who say they're Christians and they might have received Jesus and they'll get to heaven and they'll, they'll get to be with God, but they'll find that there's so much more they didn't have here and they didn't know of him and they didn't know of himself. The difference between them and the ones that live in full abundant Zoe life here are the ones who esteem the word of God, who fall in love with God himself through the word of God, who learn of Jesus, who learn of themselves. It's a difference and it's a choice to grow. God will grow you and you might say, but I read the word of God and it doesn't make sense to me. So ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you. This is a living book that is, um, the Holy Spirit's kind of like a field guide through it. Wander over here, wander over here. And, and don't feel silly that you'll sit down with a scripture and then you'll look at the footnotes of where they say to go next. And so you'll go over there and there's like a rabbit trail and eventually you land on something. And you're like, wow, that was for me. Sometimes he kind of takes you on paths that don't seem big or or important, but he might be equipping you for what comes next, or he might just be wanting to spend time with you. You know, yesterday I was off. I don't know why I was off. Kind of just slowly happened over the day. I just was, I don't know. I wasn't like feeling like I was getting sick and I wasn't like in pain or upset at anybody or anything or disappointed or anything. I just felt off and kind of dazed. I don't know. And I said to my husband, I, something's wrong. I just don't feel right. And he said, you need to go spend some time with the, in the word. And I'm like, you're right. I do. So the kids went in with their dad and they were playing a video game. And I just sat down with the word and I couldn't tell you what I read. <laughs> I don't know where we went. I don't even know if I wrote down anything, which is one way I process the word of God. I write it down or write scriptures out or write what he says to me. But I just spent some time until I felt uh, myself go back to 
factory reset. The word of God did that to the point where when I was done and my husband looked at my eyes, he goes, ah, you spend time with them. You're better now. And I said, yeah. And I can't tell you what part of that brought me back to normal, neutral, good, okay. But it was just time with him. We were made to fellowship with him. And even if we don't understand what he's fixing in us or what was even wrong in the first place, just spending time in the word and him meeting us there, it brings us back to life. It brings us back to freedom. It clears our mind. It unburdens our heart. It gives the Father opportunity to show us things that we need to agree with him with or disagree with the enemy over or just unclutter our mind. You know, there's so much information out there right now. So many headlines and and changing things in the news and people posting about their family picnics and you only know the one person, but you're looking through all the pictures of the 50 other people you don't know for some reason. Why do you need those images in your mind? I don't know. There's just so much information. And then there comes to a point where it's like your brain is an overload and you just can't even think to process your life that you're supposed to be putting your hands to because you're so aware of the rest of the world around us, which has never been true in the history before. And God in his word, when we're centered there, it's like this uncluttering, this unpacking of the overwhelm. And maybe that's what was going on with me. I don't know. It doesn't matter. What matters is I found the way to freedom. I want to be free. And if you truly want to be free, if you truly want to grow into maturity, if you truly want to be unburdened of all the things that the world has tried to put on you, pursue God, pursue his word. And I know you might not feel hungry for his word. I get it. I've had seasons like that. I would way rather just go watch a cooking show on YouTube. I get it. I totally get it. But ask God to give you a desire and then choose because you are a person who is of the age of accountability, you can make choices for yourself, regardless of how you feel and choose to get in the word. And he will meet you there and it will be fruitful. And you know, there were seasons where I was so sick. The reason I dropped out of school was because I could not remember what I just read. I would read two sentences and I couldn't remember the first sentence because of the amount of drugs I was on, because of the amount of pain I was in, because of the lack of sleep I had from from all the pain. And so there were seasons where reading a lot was not a fruitful thing for me. So we would put one scripture in front of me, or I would often just go back to songs that contained the word of God and access that in my mind. And I would sing the word of God over myself. I would say, Lord, meet me here. And we would talk about what I knew of the word of God me and the father, there are many ways to meet the word of God. And so I don't know where you are in your journey. I don't know where you are in your mind right now, but there is a way that God is going to meet you with the truth that will set you free today. He is not done with you. He is not done with you. He is not done with you until it is good. There's a Corey Asbury song that says, um, the story ain't over 
until the story is good. Because our God is good. Our God is faithful. He is a completer. He's not finished. Keep going. Choose him and you will be free. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. And that is the good news of the gospel. So that's what I got today. I want to pray with you, but it makes me very happy. Uh, I'm thankful we have choice in this. I'm thankful he meets us exactly where we are, not where we think we should be. And I'm thankful that there's more, that there's places that don't look good yet. And so that means we need to learn more of what the word of God says, because it's always going to end good with him. It's always going to look like freedom with him. It's always going to look like restoration with him. And it might not look the same. Jesus didn't look exactly the same when he was came back to life. He looked like the resurrected king, the one who defeated sin and death. He looked better than the original. And the places where things were destroyed or stolen or taken from me in my life, where God has redeemed and restored them, they don't look like they would have originally. They look better. That's what our God does. Excuse me for a moment. Mm. Fear is not the boss of you. Just a side note. Jennifer Allwood. Jennifer Allwood is a small business coach and she loves Jesus. She wrote an amazing book called Fear is Not the Boss of You. Um, go check her out on Instagram. I love that woman. Never met her. Just like her very much. She knows our Jesus, y'all. <sighs> okay, let's pray. Oh, Stephanie Gretzinger added in the song, if it's not good, he's not done yet. That still gets me. Me too, Deborah. Hi. Hi, Lord. Thank you for today. Thank you that you teach us what to pursue. Thank you that you want to meet us. I thank you for every heart searching to feel wanted and every heart that's looking for the the truth that will set them free will be met by you. Those who seek you find you. I thank you that as they choose to draw near to you, you draw near to them. Lord, I thank you for um, every person that's suffering with chronic pain, that's disrupting their focus and mental clarity. We rebuke pain now in the name of Jesus. We rebuke misalignment of spines now in the name of Jesus. Thank you that you're fixing postures in people to where they're sitting properly. I thank you that you're retraining muscle memory and muscles in people to where their gates are even and steady in the name of Jesus. I thank you for mom's hearts that you're meeting them in the stillness of the night or in the early morning or in the dishes in the middle of the day. And you're meeting them with the truth of your word that just settles her heart. I thank you that wisdom just pours out of your word and it trains us and it leads us and guides us to what is next. I thank you for hearts that are rising up and esteeming your word over anything that would dull and medicate us because everything's so big. I thank you that your word is elevated above every lying voice, every threat, every appearance of evil. I thank you for your freedom, Father. Thank you that you want to spend time with us. Thank you that you want to bring peace, that you want to quiet our hearts. Thank you that, uh, you know, um, that these words seem somewhat like a mystery, but I see a man 
sitting at his work desk and you have three projects going on at the same time and you're trying to do it well and with integrity and as you go to reach the next you go to put your hand on the phone to make another phone call to deal with what you need to do i hear the holy spirit saying sit with me and you open your drawer and you pull out your bible and you say okay and he talks to you about something in the word of god and then when he's done you're very patient and then when he's done you put the Bible back down in the drawer and you go to reach the phone and the phone rings because the next problem solving key comes to you. You don't go to it because you chose to go to the word of God and talk when he wanted to. There is the Holy Spirit is saying tap, tap, tap. Excuse me. Can we talk in the in the middle of driving your errands, in the middle of working at your desk, in the middle of preparing your next school lesson or homework. He, he wants to interrupt your day to prepare you to walk in victory and freedom for your day. It, it's going to look different for everybody else. But um, yeah, God's going to interrupt some of your work. And that's a good thing. There's something amazing if you respond to the Holy Spirit, you start realizing that he was tapping you in so many other places and you get more and more sensitive to him. And it's not like you're going to become this unproductive person that just stops and has to have a moment with God all the time. It's that you become a, a communer, someone who communes with, who fellowship with daily in the, in the important and the unimportant things. And you have relationship and you grow and you respond that's how I spend time with the Lord, you know, driving to an errand this morning in the car, praying in tongues. And when I'm in the shower, my shower is a holy place, y'all. <laughs> there is hot water and Jesus in my shower. And it does a good thing. <laughs> uh, just wherever he meets you, you know, I was making lunch for everybody before this. And I had on my headset and I was listening to uh, Pandora and on comes DC Talks. The Red Letters, which I hadn't heard that song in a long time. And I was just, they were singing about there's hope for the hopeless, peace and forgiveness. There's life in the red letters. And I'm just like, I'm not going to cry off my makeup in the kitchen making turkey sandwiches before I go teach. <laughs> but God meets you in the middle of your Pandora playlist. He meets you. He's so good. So however he's going to meet you this week, I'm happy for you. And however you choose to dive into this word and accept freedom and not accept bondage, not accept less than what Jesus purchased on the cross. I'm excited for you. So I love y'all. I wish you were all here, but thank you for your time today. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.